Hi there. Welcome back to Searching for Acceptance. I'm your host, Vivian. In this show, we talk about lived experiences of LGBTQ individuals who grew up in Nebraska and focus on struggles of being a member of the community in mostly rural or conservative spaces. The aim and focus of these conversations is to break down how a rural or conservative community can influence understanding of gender or sexuality and the overall effect it has on resources and searching for support. Today, I sat down with my last individual to interview from Lincoln, Nebraska, to hear about their experiences. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I use they, them pronouns. I'm non-binary. I work at Target. Uh, Currently, I graduated from UNL with an arts degree. Uh, so I did photography for my medium. Uh, so I also take photos and I do other art in general and I uh, do some poetry as well. Awesome. And so you live awesome. in Lincoln currently? Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I currently live in Lincoln and I've lived here all my life as well. Could you describe for me the environment where you grew up, like what your living situation was like and what the Lincoln area would be to someone who wouldn't know it? Yeah. Um. So I grew up in like a split household. Uh, so I lived on two different parts of town, but I spent the majority of my time in like this like suburban, like edge of the city kind of environment, which was kind of strange. And then I would go to the north side of town to like an apartment complex on the other end of the town, basically, for the city. So I kind of just like moved around from house to house, but spent most of my time at my mom's house on the south side of town. Could you describe what your relationship is kind of like with your parents? Um, I have a pretty close relationship with both my parents but um it's just it was just kind of interesting living in two different households because they had two different like mindsets really and like attitudes towards different things um and just like I've had more freedom I felt like at my dad's house and it was more like I was more controlled like at my mom's house in terms of what I was doing with my behavior growing up did your parents either of them have any dialogue with you about the LGBTQ community it was kind of more of like a nuanced thing it never really came up um but it turns out found out later in life that it had like a, a big thing or a big role in my dad's life with his own father actually um, in terms of like sexuality um, but it was kind of just one of those topics that never really came up ever it's kind of interesting like uh, my mom's dad is like a very uh, like a man's man like a very masculine like toxic masculine like a figure or he was um, and then uh, it's interesting, my, like, dad's dad actually is, like, a suppressed uh, gay man who, like, <laughs> like, uh, like came out to his wife and, like, left his kids and his family and my dad uh, to go live his life. And then he, like, came back and then suppressed it and, like, to this day, like, denies anything and, like, is actively trying to, like, suppress me and my cousin's, like, sexuality. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so going it's back. Wild. Yeah came out as gay and he separated himself from the family and left yeah. and then he came back and to this day he pretends that doesn't yeah. happen yeah wow <laughs> yeah and i only i only found out about this recently from like one of my cousins and it like blew my mind it was like so much stuff like makes sense i feel like okay. with my dad and stuff yeah do you think that's translated into like how your dad like raised you and things I think like for that. sure yeah because he or his family is catholic and they're very religious people and i think that uh just like 
combined that with like the experience with his father like leaving the family and like uh having that like kind of taboo thing like happen uh i feel like he like internalized things and very or suppressed things and like uh i guess that just like translated into how i was raised with him i guess i don't know yeah wow (laughs) i think in terms of like family dynamics for me like uh problems and like or things where you like felt different like it was kind of thing or things were kind of just like put under the rug or like people didn't really talk about their problems Mm -hmm. uh, specifically so I feel like that kind of put in me like this idea of suppression of like um trauma or like understanding of self it was kind of just like hidden or I didn't really open up or like I wasn't very open with my parents or my family about like how I was feeling Mm -hmm. about my identity and like how it was identifying you yeah yeah did you ever communicate any questions or concerns to them that you had um or did you just really try to you know keep it within yourself did you not feel comfortable asking them about anything yeah i kind of just didn't really feel comfortable i guess Mm, i understand that yeah or not really seeing like what i would get out of it or like i guess the fear of what i would get out of it but yeah uh, my other grandfather, uh, which was a prominent figure in my life because he always like lived really close uh, to my parents' place. Um, and I always, or I spent a lot of time like with him as a younger person and he was like teaching me like things that like men do and like uh, like fixing things, or, um, like hunting and stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just like forced upon me and I kind of just like had to do like whatever he told me pretty much, I guess. I didn't like have to, but like it was just like expected that I would like spend time and learn from him. Um, yeah, I don't know, and like feeling a pressure to like hunt and to like kill and like these very primal things. It's like very interesting to think about. Do you have you do you have any conversations like now in that like similar manner and or like when you were younger and you were trying to transition out of those character traits? Did you ever have any? dialogue with your grandpa like i'm not comfortable doing this or yeah i mean there's like a little bit of dialogue um Mm. but i don't know it often was just like very dismissive or you just like didn't really want to have that conversation or stuff like that um but another conflict we had or that we had like a lot of discourse actually on was just like my pursuit of the arts as like a career or like as something i wanted to do he just didn't understand because he's just like a nebraskan <laughs> like veteran <laughs> from a farm community gotcha yeah. yeah overall growing up then i mean i know that it was probably something you were uncomfortable with and you were like this feels like an odd thing to be asked to do um but do you think that that played in a role into processing how you think about gender um, or like, did it take a while to, you know, detach from that idea? Um, I feel like it definitely, or I never really fully like felt like it was right for me. And it was just like struggling because I didn't see myself as like a man or a woman. And it was like hard to really like fit into that binary. And I just felt like I didn't fit in really. What were your friendships like as a child? Did you have like a large group of friends or? Yeah, I typically had, like, a, a couple different, like, friend groups that I, uh, like, grew with and, like, left different groups. And I had quite a few friends, though. I, I had a lot of friendships, like, within my neighborhood itself because my school was nearby. Did the topic as well ever come up in your friend groups? Definitely not 
not when I was like younger, but uh, it started to kind of come into focus, I guess, more in like high school. Mm. Um, but it was still like kind of a nuanced topic that was kind of like taboo to talk about, really. You said it did kind of come up, even though it was nuanced. How did you know those discussions were happening? It would like come up like uh, there was kind of some like negative connotations toward like the LGBTQ community or like the idea of being gay was like very, uh, or was wrong, I guess, for a lot of like my earlier friend groups, especially like in middle school, like early middle school. Yeah, so it was kind of just like not really, or it was a bad thing, I guess, when it was brought up. Did that change ever? That was like more middle school, I guess. And in high school, I kind of got into like a better friend group that was like not as negative toward it, but it was still like not really something that was discussed too heavily. Could you describe for me a moment in your childhood where you maybe began to question your gender identity or sexuality more deeply? Mainly like in middle school, I kind of started to like really think about those things. Uh, and I didn't really like directly think about it too much, but some people just like kind of started to make fun of me because I just like hung out with like one friend that I had named Gary. Uh, and we just like hung out a bunch and I started like being more like thinking about how I was dressing and like how I was presenting myself. And just like one day at school, uh, somebody like wrote in Sharpie marker like on my locker fag in eighth grade, oh actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was like one of those moments where I, I hadn't really thought about like my identity or like how I thought of myself really or identified gender wise. <laughs> and it just like really had a big impact and really made me like look at it in the face and like really kind of think about like who I am and how how I identify really and how people perceived me yeah I mean I'm sure it did but did that of course alter how you were processing your identity do you think it made that definitely yeah. I think it kind of made me like kind of suppress myself a little bit more like be more conscious mm. how do you think in relation did it have any effect the city that you were in and the community on processing that um, I think in Lincoln specifically, it's a relatively, especially the area I grew up, is very conservative and like uh, right leaning or politically leaning right um, and very like, I don't know, just a very white suburban like conservative area, which definitely had a bigger impact. And not until I like got into college, I really, I got to move to like near downtown and uh, just it's a much better environment, I think, in my opinion, for just like being able to, or there's just a broader spectrum of opinions and ideas in this area. Does that make you feel that you need to present yourself in a different way, even now existing, um, to appease that environment for or for your safety as well? Um, not necessarily now. I feel like very comfortable and like uh, strong within myself or like I really understand myself and uh, don't have any like fear really of expressing myself but I think especially like moving to this side of town since it's closer to like the university um, I just like having that space from like my parents home like really allowed me to express myself fully yeah and when would you say you started to kind of come into the realization about being non-binary how's that process been for you in retrospect now after your experience growing up yeah I think just becoming like aware of the idea itself of being non-binary like didn't really happen for me or I didn't really learn about it until like when I was in college really like it just wasn't really something I was aware of but I started like uh dating someone who was non-binary and that kind of opened my eyes to that like world and like that understanding of self and identity yeah
Could you describe for me what outlets that you used for support just throughout your youth? Um, did you use any online media or was it mostly like interpersonal relationships? Um, I think it was or definitely more like interpersonal relationships. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really use the internet like too terribly much until like high school or later. So I, it was mainly just talking to my friends and then family members. Would you be comfortable describing what kind of those conversations were like um, in those situations? Yeah, uh, I think like my biggest outlet, at least recently, and like um, just like having that comfort and knowledge is uh, uh, my brother identifies as gay uh, and he's been out uh, to the family for a long time. And uh, just having a stepbrother that I can just go to and like he has some understanding of like my experience and like um, feeling like an outsider, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I've just had quite a few conversations with him and uh, he just like made me feel more comfortable. That's really great. Did you ever grow up learning about any resources for LGBTQ persons or? Um, not really. Okay. Again, because it, it kind of was more of like a taboo, I feel like, uh, topic for some reason. Like it just never really came up or I don't know. I just never really knew how to learn about it or like understand it, I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. What resources do you think would be beneficial for youth who are growing up and trying to understand just their gender identity or their sexuality? I think just like having the open conversations, especially in like even a school environment, like just somehow getting the word out there or even having like, uh, I don't know, more accessibility to the information because that was kind of my thing. I always felt like different than other people kind of in a way or like I didn't really fit into like what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just like I didn't really know how to place myself or really identify that but like finally like getting to that realization or finding that information really changed things a lot for my life. Yeah. But I think the arts definitely like it was a much or that really was a good outlet for me because that community was much more like receptive even like in middle school and then like high school especially. Mm. Do you translate any of your ex like experiences with understanding your gender identity into your artwork? I've definitely kind of thought about that more recently because I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like there's some sort of link between like my photographic style of like uh, isolating specific like details as like some sort of like connection to like some sort of like suppression maybe or like escapism, I guess, in a way. Gotcha. You think the way that you processed your identity could have been shaped differently if you hadn't grown up uh, in Lincoln? Like, do you ever think about what that experience could have been like if you were from somewhere else? Potentially, yeah. I feel like it would be, or in certain cities or like different places, I feel like uh, it would be less of a taboo thing. Like it's more of a common thing in like a, a larger city to be like gay. Yeah. And that is the last episode of Searching for Acceptance. Thank you to all the wonderful individuals who agreed to sit down with me and speak about their experiences. While this is just the beginning of understanding how rural or conservative towns can have an effect on young adults who are members of the LGBTQ community, I hope that these conversations can bring to light specific struggles that are heightened in these towns and hopefully serve as a supporting connection to those who listen and relate. Thank you so much. 